we got franchise tags and no running backs getting franchise tags. We got the NFL Combine coming up. Brandon Staley might be getting another job. We got some news starting to trickle in in the NFL offseason, which means it's time to hop in a draft and put some of this new knowledge or lack thereof and maybe some overreactions by our opponents to use in a big board and answer some of your questions here on Spike Week with Eric Beinfor and Rob Coakley. Let's do it. This is working well. I there love we our I love our fancy new rocket. <laughs> I know the uh, it, it's so welcome. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we like to do when applicable the quick look behind the curtain and a two things. We're working on some new uh, fancy little setups that we got here, which I'm excited about. And the second thing <laughs> is that uh, I actually had that new that other rocket. And completely forgot about it. Uh, one of those things when you do like a thousand different things at once. Um, we put that intro together, what, a year ago? More than a year ago? I don't even remember how no long ago it was. Yeah, yeah, the days of, <laughs> I didn't even know that we've been doing Spike League for three years uh, until recently. <laughs> but we put that, uh, I do like that rocket just, a, just a, a little bit better, as you can see, trying to upgrade some of our um, just minor, small little things. Here at Spike Week, one thing that we are going to upgrade, if this is your first time joining us for a live stream, we're going to be drafting a fantasy football team, a best ball team tonight on Underdog Fantasy into the big board. But also, um, we'll get to that in 15 minutes or so. We'll pop in a draft. We'll put some – I've got ton. I just updated the rankings the other day on the site within the Almanac. There's a link to that in the description. You can check all that good stuff out. But also um, – I've been thinking about a lot of different things. You know, you go through these stretches over the course of, I mean, from now until, until the season starts of like, what about this? And you don't all, it's not always top of mind, right? Whenever we're drafting, you kind of bounce around generally with like a late round guy or whatever. Um, so I've got some new thoughts, but you guys have some thoughts, particularly the folks in the discord and what we want to try to do on these shows instead of Rob and I just, you know, talking about whatever's on our mind. Let's talk about the things that you guys want to talk about. So uh, moving forward on these shows, every morning, if you're in the Discord, which there's a link to in the description, I will put out the bat signal. And if you have a question, it doesn't have to be a question either. Comment, feedback, thought that you just want to hear us kind of discuss and debate. Pop that in the Discord and uh, we'll talk about it. We got three of them that we'll get to here today. So make sure and go check that out. Just one other super duper quick housekeeping before we get into that. Um, we do have live now on the site, both the NBA playoff best ball almanac and the MLB best ball almanac. I am feverishly working to get everything updated within there. It's the NBA playoff best ball rankings are up there and a couple of different strategy pieces are out there. Not everything is fully populated, but it will be soon. And those are 100% free. All you got to do is input your email and those are 100% free. So if you're into not just NFL, uh, be on the lookout for tons of that. You can check my Twitter or in the discord or everything. You'll see all of that. Um, anything Rob, uh, other than your fancy new, uh, graphics that we got going on here before we dive into some of these questions, there are good questions submitted by the folks today. 
Yes. Shout out to Jesse Wilkins for making this some of this background. I tweaked a little bit of it. We got new layouts to the discord point with the tradition of the combine being in Indianapolis. I was in <laughs> Indianapolis this past week. Our discord never steers me wrong, always leads me to good food. So if you want to talk football, if you want to talk basketball, if you want to talk food, if you want to show pictures of your pets, <laughs> our discord is is on fire all the time it's it's a great community they're great you can get any kind of info any kind of chat you want going on i know we focus on the best ball and the football but it's more than just that we're all hanging out we're all enjoying and sharing food food was yes. a big thing i would have never thought to try shrimp cocktail in indianapolis I live on the coast. My thought when I travel is if I'm not going to a coast, I'm not eating seafood. <laughs> and I was steered in the right direction to try um, shrimp cocktail in Indianapolis. So thank yeah, you that's that. one. That's one of the weird parts uh, in, of, of many of this country. But it is something. Why is uh, shrimp cocktail a thing in Indianapolis? I don't, I'm sure somebody can can explain it to us a little better or they might have already in the discord, as you mentioned. But um yeah, weird, but it's true. It, it's totally true. I don't live that far from Indy, so I've I've had it um, a couple of times. Quickly, I, I do want to hit, there's a really good question. I'm curious about this. The Combine is coming, and Billy, shout out Billy, he's doing some awesome work for us behind the scenes and soon to be some kind of in front of the scenes. But he says, good evening. With the Combine you know, coming in just a couple of days, how fast do you think you could run the 40-yard dash right now? I'm curious of what your answer is. I'm probably lucky to get it so in high school my fastest 40 time was a four six something that oh. was what i ran in high school i wouldn't even come close to that right now i'm yeah. probably somewhere in the sixes now maybe if i if i'm lucky you know if i, I can run people, 40 yards i think most people would be in the sixes i think most people are going to i'm probably going to exaggerate how fast i will be but I think most people also will like some people will be like, yeah, I'll run up four, nine. I'm like, buddy, you have no idea how fast the four, nine 40 is, especially at, at our age. I, I was also fairly quick. Um, you know, I did play college football. So it's a little bit of a cheating, cheating answer. Like I ran, I did, I ran a four five forty back in the day. I was a defensive back and all that kind of stuff. So you had to have a little bit of speed. Now I was a the body's back too. The body's broken down, yeah. really, really broken down. Like I can, I can't get out of bed without like. Just the other day, I got out of bed and the like my hip popped. I don't have hip problems. I got back and ankle and stuff like that problems. And my hip pops like so loud, so <laughs> loud. And my wife just looks at me like, "What the hell was that?" And I'm just like, "Just my hip, just no big hip. deal." She, she's like, "Are you okay?" She's like, "Are you okay?" That was so loud and crazy. And that's that's where my body is at. So. Uh, not that long ago, I was still playing like pretty serious slow pitch softball because I was still in just good enough shape to be able to do that competitively. But I can't anymore. I mean, I think in the low fives, five two, five yeah. three, some something like that is probably what I would run if I were guessing. If we could train, like uh, uh, you know, for a few months, maybe more like five flat. But it, dude, I, I think people would be stunned how fast just even like a four eight forty is. For a yeah. person so like these crazy psychopaths running four three and stuff at the combine like they're like on on another you know top zero 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 point zero zero one percent athletes that's so fast 
I'm 60 to 70 pounds heavier than I was in high school and it's not muscle anymore. So it's, uh, and to your point, I hit myself in the knee last Monday with a crowbar and I didn't feel it. I didn't feel the effects of it for three days, but when it started hurting, both knees started hurting. So at least I have this symmetry thing going on. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. I am going to, uh, I'll share my screen in just a second, but I'm going to uh, pop up, get a little fun, just a fun little wheel here. First question from from our our, our good friend Jenks. I don't know if he's in the chat, but he is in the Discord. Uh, This is kind of an interesting one for right now, specifically. He says, how do we take advantage of what we or the market, right? What everybody is expecting about a team versus like what is maybe like what a team should do right? Versus what is necessarily most likely. And those things are not always the same, no. right? Should a team pass more? Should a team run more? I, this I'm not trying to lead the witness, but I kind of am. The most recent example, and I mean, I fell into this trap last year and I was, I'm almost ready to fall into it again. But I think about the Seattle Seahawks um, with the fact that they have freaking DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, Noah Fant. Like they have all this talent on offense and they play, you know, like a 1960s style offense. They refuse to throw. The Falcons have been a big one for that, right? Like uh, these teams that don't do the thing that we think that we should do. And our opponents often will draft based more on what we think a team should do or what their talent dictates than what a team does. So how do you like, try to think through this one because it, it 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 is it is very tricky right we want to draft the talent but we also want to be like understanding that pete carroll is pete carroll <laughs> yeah th- this is the million dollar question with certain teams every year i go back to seattle two years ago i know you're going back to last year with it but i go back two years ago when we thought they were going to just be in the doldrums and they were like the fantasy sleepers right mm-hmm. last year was the green bay packers it was and it started off looking bad, but the Green Bay Packers was one that I wanted to get overweight on towards the end of the year. I never said Jordan Love was going to be as good as he was, but my my thought was he could be middle of the pack quarterback at that point. And how do I how do I leverage thinking that over the field? I don't think I did a great job of it, though. So now we have to look at teams this year. I mean, a lot's going to change with free agency. The team that I'm looking at that respect right now, oh, I don't know who it is at this moment. It's Green Bay is interesting because everyone wants Green Bay this year, but you don't know who you want. So that yeah. is that's an interesting one to try to figure out. And the way to play that at the moment might just be to take the cheapest guys right now and hope those are the right the right ones. I, I mean, we've taken Christian Watson at least once or twice in our drafts and I, I just think a guy like that is the perfect like best ball specimen who's just capable of going off for two for a hundred and he's and he's sliding down draft boards or he was anyway. So that that's what I look at. It, it's there's no perfect answer because every situation's different, unfortunately, and that feels like a cop out. But <laughs> but it truly is. You look for the teams that are. I, I think Seattle's another great point this year because now there's a new head coach in town. What are they going to do with the offense there? I have a I have a hot take with the first round that I kind of had an epiphany of over the the last week. I think I'm going to be severely overweight on Bijan Robinson this year. Okay. A- and I understand that he's a first round pick, 
but we talk about expectations of teams. That's what we're talking about right now. And I think we're going to see this team play quite differently this year. And that includes Bijan playing quite differently and being used quite differently. You can't go back to that quarter L Patterson. Well, again, he's going to be a hundred. <laughs> I mean, Tyler Algier, is he, you can't just keep, I know he's going to get some run if he's there. Right. But I don't know, dude, like you just, this is the, uh, this is the unload Bijan year. I know he's talking about 2000 yards. I'm not going to go that nuts, but I think he has unicorn potential, which is something I want to talk about in the future. So I think I'm going to be not just overweight on Bijan because of it. I'm going to look at that offense as a whole and probably move up a Drake London as well. And maybe Mm -hmm. some of their other pieces. So that's the way I'm kind of approaching it. Yeah, I, uh, and to, to I agree pretty much with everything that, that you just said, which is rare for uh, the the folks. <laughs> but um, I think to to kind of close the Jenks Josh's question is it it's not this simple, right? Like you said, every nothing is ever as simple as like one sentence or even two sentences in any game, any strategy game. Certainly not this one, which is bizarre, right? We draft 20 players in February uh, against a bunch of other degenerates who are drafting fantasy football teams right now. It's a weird game. But what I, what I would generally say is when the market is very confident, not just like <clears throat> in how good a, an offense will be, that, that that's certainly something to monitor, but how they're going to play, I love to just kind of take that opposite stance. And now the market was not necessarily like quite to quite this far on this one. But the example I think back to is last year where anybody like out there probably knew how run heavy the Chicago bears were two years ago, right? The amount of times we had to hear how little the bears are going to throw all summer was like exhausting. And so like, it was as straightforward for me as uh, DJ Moore good at football. No one is denying how good DJ Moore is at football. No target competition. So he has all the volume upside we could possibly ask for. And he's a fifth round pick or whatever. Uh, you know, that's not like a crazy discount, but you're never going to get that big of a discount anymore in best ball on the, the stud wide receivers. Right. But now we see he goes in the second round. Right. And so I'm not saying to fade DJ more now. I mean, you can, but I'm not saying to do that, but I'm saying last year, everybody was so confident that the bears are going to be so run heavy that we don't want this superstar wide receiver. Well, now look how it played out and the guy's going in the second round. And it's like, that's the kind of thing where it, it's not that straightforward, but it can't, it can almost be that straightforward for me where it's like, mm-hmm. everybody says the bears are not going to throw enough to support this guy. But what if they do the payoff is, well, we just saw we get a top top 10 wide receiver for sure in, in fantasy in the fifth round. And that's really hard given how, how pricing is crazy on wide receivers. So um, kind of fade, fade the public, fade the market. However you want to classify that is uh, one that I generally love. We've got two more questions. Let's uh, let me share my screen. Next one from cap attack. He says, so I don't want to get into the first little part, but we've, us in the discord, you know, you drafted an awesome solo Patrick Mahomes team last year um, that we actually, you recorded on. <clears throat> I don't want to dive into the one quarterback solo, you know, solo elite quarterback thing, but mm-hmm. it has been discussed and both you and I, and lots of folks in our community 
think it has its applications. But Cap asks, you know, if 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 something like one quarterback could even potentially be viable in our right the best ball team that we're going to draft here in a few minutes, should you be stopping at two quarterbacks with you're probably going to be taking them in the first round, two rounds, three rounds of a super flex draft. And, you know, is that like a, a viable strategy in super flex? And then just any general super flex thoughts. We got a couple super flex questions because I think people are gearing up for a potential, you know, big board super flex like we saw last year. But what do you think about just generally super flex? And are you going to draft any two quarterback teams similar to what you did with a solo Patrick Mahomes? I think if you're drafting, if your draft capital is high enough to the point, yeah, that's fine. But I'm also okay mixing in some, because those are usually 20 rounds, right? Like it's not usually an 18 rounder. It's usually a 20 round. And we already have murky quarterback situations. So one that I like to do last year is like, even if I take two elite quarterbacks, one guy that I was taking in late rounds in Superflex last year before the draft was Gardner Minshew. There was some speculation that he could just be the the outright starter if they don't draft a quarterback in Indy, which we knew didn't come true when they drafted Anthony Richardson. But there was still some, you know, viability with him at that point in case something happened to Richardson or Richardson just fell flat on his face and it worked out. So I think if you're going to take more than two, it's guys that are fringe starters or quote-unquote elite-level backups in the 20th round, right? Like you're just trying to hit hit something out of the park because we know what the 20th round is in these drafts, right? It's <laughs> it, it's a dart throw to begin with. So if you can take a – I mean, I know he hasn't looked great the last few years, but Tyler Huntley, if Lamar goes out, right, the, the, he's a viable starter who can get you some, some points even with two elite quarterbacks guys like that Marcus Mariota last year didn't really play but he's on that Eagles offense that we thought was going to be one of the best offenses in the league I'll take shots on that and not all these shots are always going to hit hell your your first second third round aren't going to hit so (laughs) I would stop at two a lot of times but if I'm looking and I feel really good about the rest of my team and I'm like I can take some shots on some of these fringe quarterbacks that have some upside like I'm not going to do it with you know, a Mason Rudolph. I, I know he had some games last year, but <laughs> but I'm not going to be grabbing Mason Rudolph. So, nope, I agree uh, on this one as well. I would also add, <clears throat> I do think you can do it when you're. So, if you have not drafted a super flex team on underdog, it is a peculiar beast. So, yeah. every quarterback with a pulse is going to go in like the first two rounds. Yeah. And but then there's this weird like line of demarcation where third, fourth, something like that round hits and people like forget about then everybody takes their two quarterbacks, right? Because you can start two in Superflex. And then they say, "I'm going to draw a line somewhere." And these later round guys, then they're like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, tenth round picks. Um the next question has something to do with this one, but the the Brock Purdy's and the Sam Howells and the CJ Strouds and of course the Bryce Youngs and that those losers as well went like sixth, seventh, eighth round of these super flex drafts, but like Kirk Cousins went in the second round, right? And and Jared Goff went in the second round, and Trevor Lawrence went in the second round. Are those guys better? Absolutely, but it was a it was it was it was a very weird draft environment. So I'm curious to see if it plays out that way this year. What I would say is, if I do take two in the first two rounds, 
I am going to be very open to only taking two because a lot of other, like so many of my opponents are going to take two mm-hmm. in those first two rounds, right? A huge percentage of the drafters in the Superflex tournament will take two in the first two rounds. So how do I gain, if I do that as well, how do I get some form of an edge? And it's like, those two dudes are the guys, right? Those are the best two quarterbacks. I'm locking them in and I'm going to beat them at running back and wide receiver and tight end now by drafting more of them. My preferred general strategy in Superflex is actually more of like a zero quarterback approach. Yeah. I had a, quite a bit of success in Superflex last year um, with, of course, Howell, right? Howell was a linchpin of what I was doing. Howell, Purdy, you know, try, and I did dabble in some of the other, you know, those those backups here or there. I know our friend Pat, Pat Corain, I think Jacoby Brissett was his highest exposure quarterback in, in Superflex, which if you know anything about our conversations, that doesn't surprise you. But like, I, I generally tend to lean more that way. And I like this quarterback uh, situation so far for 2024 for like a zero quarterback approach in Superflex. But to the original question, I do think it's viable if I take like two of the air quotes elites uh in the in the first two rounds simply because everyone else is is taking two and then they're taking three and then they're taking four and it's like i don't want to just just fall in line and just like coin flip with everybody um in this format and so i i am going to be more open to doing two in in superflex myself personally yeah it's it's still so in on underdog especially to your point that you made earlier it's so tough to do just so tough to do because of the way that draft goes you're the only viable way to do it is in the back end of the first round for the most part so like you're already limited to your draft spot on it so it's do you want to do it there i'm with you i usually like to it is actually one of the few formats that I like to kick the quarterback hand a little bit here mm-hmm. and there, play play chicken, and occasionally just hero QB with like two fringe guys at the end. But I, I'm open yeah. to two if, it, if it's the right situation. Yep. Um, let me share for the final third and final question before we pop into this draft from KRS. Speaking of Superflex, like I said, everybody, Superflex is on everybody's mind. They're ready. Um, last year... Obviously, Sam Howell was my guy, my late-round quarterback, but C.J. Stroud smashed, Brock Purdy smashed as a later-round guy. Even, like, like I, I drafted, I think uh, somebody mentioned, yeah, Shuby mentioned Desmond Ritter for, for this year. <clears throat> I drafted a ton of Desmond Ritter in the Superflex last year, and as bad as he is in real life, he was really valuable in the Superflex tournament just for the handful of 20-point games that he produced at such a cheap price. So KRS is asking, who is that kind of guy this year. I think it would be easy to say Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Mm Jaden Daniels, but I want to get away from them because I think it's A, Caleb and Jaden are probably going to be a little more expensive. I also suspect Drake May is going to rise up, especially like if he lands in Washington. I don't think you're getting a late super flex pick on on Drake May. So have you thought about any of these other late round quarterbacks that may be of interest to you as that like kind of punt QB two QB three in Superflex. Yeah. You want the spicy one, the one that's going to make yes. everyone vomit. Oh God. Someone is going to try to save Russell Wilson this year. <laughs> I and, like this one, actually. and they're going to give him the full season to do it. So the question is, where is that? I don't know, 
but I think he's going to go so late in drafts right now in the pre, you know, in these, in these um, big board ones that you can get Russell Wilson at like almost free. And he's one of the guys that I'm going to be getting. Um, mine is so two guys, but I'll, I'll narrow it down to one. Cause I mainly, because I don't want to talk about Daniel Jones. You know, because no, that's not very fun. You just talked about Russell Wilson. <clears throat> Let's also not have not a, fun. Yeah, that, that was that was enough. Not fun. Uh, this player, it's not necessarily fun from what I expect for them real life, but he he somewhat reeks of the Sam Howell thing. Who, not sure he's very good, but he's probably going to play the game in a fun way. He's going to run. He doesn't have uh, Howell had more uh, job security issues than this guy does, and it's Will Levis. For me, the Titans are very much in a rebuild. I am yeah. not excited about the Titans this year. They're going to stink. They're not going to win very many games. But that's all the more reason. It's a you know coaching change. They're, it's a they're starting over from scratch, and there's no reason basically to ever bench Will Levis. He runs. He has a freaking cannon for an arm. He is going to be given the leeway to kind of go out there and make mistakes, which can lead to big fantasy performances, right? Before Sam Howell turned into a pumpkin in the you know final six or seven games. The reason why he was awesome for fantasy is because he was out there just gunslinging it, baby. Throw it around. Don't care if I throw picks. Don't care if I take sacks. Don't care about anything, right? Go out there, throw it 50 times, run around, run for some touchdowns. That's what we want. Levis is not going to throw that throw that much, of course, but it's also not the same Titans as last year. This isn't Mike Frable and that run heavy offense. I think that um, Levis right now is going to be, you know, I'm taking him in, in when I need a late round quarterback in the regular big board. I take him sometimes if I need a super flex uh, late round quarterback, my current go to guy will be Will Levis for sure. Yeah, that's not a bad one either. I mean, it's super flex. It's such a specific thing that we have to talk about. Um, are you are you hopping in this? Sure. Or am I? You? Okay. Why not? Let's do it. I like to spring it. I want to spring it on people more so that. Uh, yeah. So we need five in the draft right now. That should I imagine. Um, Tanner says Levis is his second highest exposed quarterback already. Dog Vision, sweet name. Um, <laughs> Dog Vision uh, likes Levis, and yeah, Tanner says uh, Levis is a mini Josh Allen. I mean, that's a pretty. It, it's a, it's a fair cut. Like early career, Josh Allen was not good in the NFL. And he did kind of play like that. Like, you know, he still kind of plays like that, to be honest. But huge arm, big physical, you know, running quarterback. I, I think Levis has, uh, has, has some very real upside. It's not, yeah, we've been having some, some uh, hacker, uh, draft hacker gotcha. uh, loading issues. So if it doesn't pull up, it's okay. okay. Um, uh, yeah, and if you are using the Draft Hacker, pop in the Discord and uh, post in Tool Support, the Tool Support channel, if you run into any issues. But um, yeah, I I, I kind of like Will Levis. My pro- my problem in the regular big board is I I kind of like Will Levis, and I hate every other Titan. <laughs> like, to, like I do still like to try to stack, but he's a, it's, I feel like it, all my stacks are like just praying for rookies on like all my teams is like if it's not like chase and burrow, I'm like just drafting rookie wide receivers and praying they land on the same team as my quarterback. Yes. We are drafting from the three spot in this one. And I'm going to, I'm going to see if you want to get wild in this draft. 
Are you interested in getting a little wild in this draft? Of course. Of course. Are you going to pitch your boy here? I mean, you're trying to take a big stand, you say, on this person. So I assume that's who you want to take. Yeah, I think let's. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) You better take him. He's going to go at 104 in this room. Do you want to do it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's. uh, And then let's post the draft board when we see like we're. We're turning back the clocks to the times when everybody used to draft yeah, baby. backs in the first round. This is a high T room. <laughs> we are ready to draft. So we're going to go Bijan Robinson at the 103 and see what kind of team we can construct. And I'm looking at Bijan. I think I'm still going to be taking CMC at the 101. He is turning 28 this year. But I think I'm going to keep CMC to 101s. I'm going to be moving Jefferson and chase up but i think i'm going to move Bijan up as well i think i'm going to fade cd and tyreek in these at least in these big boards and see how it works out mm-hmm. and i think i'm going to be taking massive stands on first round picks this year and those three guys are going to be severely overweight so <laughs> i love the, the yeah you're welcome usually you know usually if you get in a draft with any uh uh streamer it's a generally miserable draft not because we're good at it it's because you guys are good at it and you guys are making the room tough well we we made it nice and easy for everybody picking you know four through seven jamar chase at the 107 is uh is pretty sweet yeah it's uh it must be nice it threw me a little bit when Brees went that second i think i love Brees hall like i'm a big Brees hall guy but i think with him going in front of Bijan, my Brees exposure is just going to be limited because I, I just I just like the Bijan play this year so so much that sacrifices have to be made occasionally, and that might be the sacrifice I'm making this year. Yeah, I get it. I think um, generally speaking, I, both of us for sure are just more open to the risk in fading um, early round picks. I, I tend to <clears throat> defer from you a little bit, like on this one specifically. Yeah. Um, I really like Bijan, but for me, it's kind of like I don't have like I don't have a big. T- I, I think Amon Ra would be the first round yeah. pick I would be most comfortable fading, and then it might actually be McCaffrey <laughs> as the second, which sounds absurd. Puka, I love Puka, but he's like I think we could consider some small concerns but i think generally speaking to your point like i i love Bijan this year i love Brees this year and those top wide receivers are so strong that i'm probably not going uh to fade those guys we got a few months uh or so to to discuss that and figure that out and the off season's got to play out but generally speaking i really like um taking not even like a monster stand you don't have to draft you know 40 percent of Bijan or whatever and take him at the 101 every time or anything like that but i do generally like like transferring small percentages of my first round picks around mm-hmm. and taking on a little bit of that added risk like look if i'm on ross St. brown does what cd did in the in week 17 and has that cd lamb year from last year i'll lose the big board Oh, oh, well, yeah. I'm probably going to lose, but this gives me a, like a, just a small path. Like, I mean, Jamar Chase doesn't go seventh overall, right? But like Jamar Chase is going seventh overall. He was the 102 last year. He was some people's 101 last year. We may not ever get a chance again to get overweight on Jamar Chase because he could just be like the 102 for the like the next five years, five years, yeah. you know? And so I, I sometimes I like to take that this, just that little, little this one year, these next six months and be like. I'm just going to, this is my Jamar Chase year. 
you know, it has nothing negative to say. It's not negative about Christian McCaffrey. It's not negative about CD mm-hmm. lamb. It's just like, it's a rare opportunity with somebody like that. Yeah. The CMC one's the one that I'm starting to think about more. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit more. We're going to be on the clock here in a second. We're seeing names like Nico, Brandon, Ayuk, Devonte Adams, Saquon, Debo, Chris Olave on board, anything stand out. Yeah, uh, I, this, I, unsurprisingly generally take a wide receiver here. Uh, yeah. Devonte Adams is my favorite, but I'm like, all of those wide receivers on the screen, I'm totally comfortable with. Yeah, I mean, I like Ayuk here. I like Debo here. I like Alave. Let's I'm let you decide. Let's go with Ayuk just because of the ADP and because that's, we. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna let you make that decision, and then I was just gonna say, like, I think, because... I think the smartest thing to do when you pull up yeah. Bijan is to then just take the guy who's at the ADP of the next pick because like it, we're splitting hairs between those guys. Anyways, they're mm-hmm. all awesome. That's why they go in the second round, but then like how many people have like more people will have Bijan with right. Devante might fall to the, to, to a pick where he's paired with him more often. So just right. take that kind of unique combo and, and move on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and we still might get them anyways, right? Yeah. Like if we wanted mm-hmm. them, here one at... thing one thing i am i'm curious so we, we can talk through or we can talk about it afterwards i'm actually trying to avoid this 49ers uh combination i think it's okay with Bijan because that probably offsets some of your like chalkiness but i would probably take tank here or metcalf i think but or neighbors or somebody like that but um i'm open it, it's up to you really let's take dk I think I think I we've talked about Seattle earlier. I I think this is the quintessential DK year. Like, what is this year? This year five for Jesus. This year five for DK Metcalf. Year yeah, four, something like that. Um. So I I think that if I'm coming into Seattle, as much as JSN's good, I know they might have Tyler Lockett again. I think you build that offense through DK Metcalf if I'm coming in to coach that team personally. I agree. The The latest um, <clears throat> blurb from, and this is, shouldn't be surprising, their head coach is a defensive. Mike McDonald was the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, so him being a little bit boomerish shouldn't mm-hmm. be all that surprising. But right. it is a, it was a little frustrating because they did bring in um, – the offensive coordinator from the university of Washington, which is what has had me like super excited about the Seattle passing game is because Washington had a really awesome passing game. Uh, It's not like they were unwilling to run it. He he wasn't like (laughs) Mike Leach or anything like that, but they would sling it down the field. They were, they were really fun, high profile offense. And so it seemed like a seamless transition to Seattle with those three wide receivers, Gino, maybe a rookie, quarterback right it just seemed in in a new regime no Pete Carroll to sling it around a little bit more but he already has a quote about like needing to be able to establish the run and shit which was very annoying but I think I'm not overthinking DK Metcalf because of that I think that's more of a concern for Geno Smith and for Tyler Lockett and Jackson Smith and Jigba than DK Metcalf Metcalf to me feels like in the early third round like the greatest small miss big win type player ever that like he could have a 20 touchdown season because he's one of the most dominant end zone and big play threats that exist in the NFL. If they do throw more, right. If they do start slinging it around, he could be, you know, 
uh, just as good as AJ Brown or whatever, or Puka or somebody like that. And so it's just like the like almost the worst of DK Metcalf is what we've seen for the last two years, and he's still a guy that we're taking at this spot. So uh, I'm going to be overweight Metcalf basically is what I'm saying. And probably, which probably in turn, like I got to be a little underweight Diggs and the 49ers guys and Michael Pittman, you know, maybe the Texans guys, I probably got to move some stuff around to get to Metcalf, but um, he's, he's just a priority for me for sure. We see the 12 hole get real interesting here. They draft AJ Brown or Rasheed Rice in the first and second round, and then they come back and double tap QB with Hertz and Mahomes. And a double elite QB is something that I do occasionally. And if I'm going to do it, this is one hell of a way to do it. So it's certainly interesting. Certainly, um, especially the fourth round is is okay, not great. So I don't hate it. I might hate it more with twenty rounds instead of eighteen. I don't do it as much in the big board as I do occasionally in the um, in the regular drafts with the 18 picks. So I don't know. I, I don't hate it, but it's it's going to be fun to see how that team develops. Yeah. As we're drafting. yeah. What, what I will say, my favorite thing about really kind of breaking down any team or any draft strategy is that anything can work, but do it with intent and do it with a purpose. And that's what I love about this. Like I will never, ha- I won't have this team in my whole portfolio, mm-hmm. but I see what is trying to be done. Like a mega chief stack and a mega Eagle stack. Yeah. And we know that there's going to be late round hits in the big board. So it's like the value is not as good of an argument as like, uh, you know, opposing this strategy in this contest as it is, you know, if you do this in August, it can be a little tougher because by the time you get to like round, nine everybody good is gone so um i'm interested to see how it turns out for sure all right we're back on the clock here we're seeing names like rashad rashad white james cook say flowers jaden reed uh we could go tight end with mcbride we have 14 seconds is anyone Wide standing receiver or or tight end um i take a lot of mcbride obviously i don't take as much read but you like the packers i know do you want to do uh one of those two i do we're gonna go with flowers, I think, yep. just because we were running out of time. Yeah, it's fine. And I and I like Zay Flowers anyways. And we probably don't get them on on the way back, but I think there's a minuscule chance one of those two guys that we mentioned could come back to us. Zay Flowers was not coming back to us for sure on this one. I know both of the guys that we're drafting with are in our chat, so um we do see Jaden Reed and Trey McBride go immediately afterwards. It's not a so, surprise. Not a, not a shock. Not a shock. But I like this tier. I like this tier. Um, so that's why I was pretty comfortable. Zay, Reed, McBride. <clears throat> I'm not so much on Addison. I think he feels a little pricey from mm. here. Um, but Odunze, I'm fine with as a rookie wide receiver. I, I, I'm I'm pretty damn high on Terry McLaurin, actually. Yes. Um and and so he's a kind of a, a guy I'm taking quite a bit of here. So really, Odunze and McLaurin will be my guys. Ridley's probably like honorable mention, I think, here in this tier for me. Which one do you like the best here? Because I, I can see a fit on both with both of these guys. I think it's McLaurin for me. Um, All right. I love my Ricky wide receivers, but I think Odunze and uh, some you know prospect bros disagree and some uh nfl scouts and stuff disagree and have him closer to you know marvin harrison and uh malik neighbors 
I I don't. And so when there is like there's McLaurin and Zay Flowers and Jaden Reed and Calvin Ridley and these guys who were like really good, like really good uh, last year, and most of them are young still. It's a little tougher to take Odinze because I just don't think he's quite that level of prospect. But he's also a guy that I don't want. Like I don't want to have zero of him either, right? I'm not, I'm not like oh you got to fade him. He's way overpriced. Whereas like Addison in this tier, I think is overpriced, and so I probably unless he starts falling, I probably will have zero. Whereas Odunze, it may be more like three to four percent, and I have and I move the rest of that to McLaurin and Zay and the tight ends, obviously around there. So just it's a fun tier that I'm not necessarily fading those guys, but I do prefer like actually the the air quotes veterans. Zay Flowers is a second <laughs> second year player, but uh, just the the returners are pretty strong in this tier. You never have to talk me into Terry McLaurin. I think it's just a talent that's never fully tapped in a, in a, any given season. And we may never see it, but I, I just think he is. I just, I want to see that year. I want to see that McLaurin year, the eruption year. The other thing I thought we could have done here as I, as I was looking, and I know you hate him, so I didn't really like throw the name out there too much, <laughs> but just based on this specific spot, instead of DK Metcalf, I thought we could have gone Saquon Barkley because I think getting with the push-up of Bijan and then getting Ayuk, getting that combo of three, whenever whenever the free agency stuff starts to happen and Saquon gets mm. gets pushed up i think you will see Bijan saquon teams but first second round so i think that sandwich with Ayuk is going to be rare to null right like and it'd be the only we'd be one of the only ones with that even able to get that possible combination because i really think saquon's going to sign elsewhere other than the giants and i think we're going to like the situation but that's all speculation at this point. So I think it's, but it's one of those risks I want to take now in February. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I'd rather we're, we're talking about taking the risk in the first round. Those are the other risks I want to take because of the first round stuff. It's like, let me get that combo of players. I don't particularly love Saquon, but he's, I think he's good enough to take in the third round and get that unique combo with Bijan. Yeah. I'm, we, we go back and listen to Last Tuesday, last Monday, one one of the shows last week, we uh, we even got ourselves into. We, we got to figure out what the bet is going to be, but uh, yes, got a little bet. We got a little bet going on Saquon Barkley. Rob thinks he's going to rise, as he just discussed, and I, I think it's a totally understandable take. I think he's going to fall because I don't think he's going to land in the the cushiest of of situations. But also, we didn't we it's not we didn't exactly get any more clarity on that today because every free agent veteran wide receiver <laughs> there was a report from Schefter saying they're not getting franchise tag. My phone is blowing up, and it's just Schefter. Saquon Barkley will not get a franchise tag. Schefter, Tony Pollard will not get a franchise tag. And I'm like, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, right? Every single one of them, it was just like, they're not getting franchise tags. I'm like, thanks for all the non-news. Like, absolutely nothing has changed now. We are coming back up on the clock here, and we see a barrage of those running backs we were just talking about. Right now with Derrick Henry at the top of the list, we see Kamara, Tajay Spears, Ramondre. David Montgomery, Nick Chubb. Then we get into like Brian Thomas and Brock Bowers. Anyone standing out to you here 
Do we want to look at wide receivers? Do we want to look at you want to go Bowers? Yes. I was was hoping that's what I was hoping would happen. Um, I so I I don't want to say I hate this wide receiver tier. It's not my favorite wide receivers, but I'm taking a I'm taking a little bit of Brian Thomas because I'm willing to admit on some some rookies that you know are probably projected to be first round picks that I could be wrong about them. I'm not a big believer in him, but I'm going to sprinkle some. Um, Christian Watson just went off the board. That was another guy I was going to mention who just feels like very boom busty, and we kind of have a wide receiver room that's like not boom busty. It's just like good like mm-hmm. like like we know what to expect out of those guys um so i actually really like uh ramondre in this tier so i'm curious what you if you if you take any of him what your thoughts are on him he's my favorite running back in this in this little pocket of the draft i'm open to quarterback I, i'm pretty wide open i just don't like those like i don't like derrick henry i don't like yeah. chubb i don't like pollard or eckler um so i'd be looking at ramondre or dak or jordan love here so I can be convinced for anyone. Do you want to go Ramondre? Let's do Ramondre. All right, let's do Ramondre. What I was going to suggest, which we can't do now, obviously, is um, something we could have done here was we could have taken Christian Watson instead of Bowers, and then we could have stacked him with Jordan Love yeah. and got that and got that Green Bay exposure. It's, it's not the end of the world. It's more than fine that we didn't, but just something I was considering. Mm-hmm. Dak's interesting in the seventh round, too. I think there's public sentiment that's pushed him down more than he should be pushed down. I mean, he absolutely crushed. This is a regular season game, baby. Dallas (laughs) crushed in the regular season last year. I don't see any reason why they won't do it again. So, I mean, I don't mind Dak in the seventh. We've already talked about quarterbacks being condensed. He's going right next to Justin Fields. Who the hell knows what Justin Fields is going to be this year? <laughs> I, I mean, I like in a vacuum, I like Dak Prescott over Jordan Love a mm-hmm. little bit. It's close. I mean, they're getting drafted close enough, but I, if I'm just taking one, I'm probably taking Dak and wincing a little bit because I because I like the upside of Jordan Love. But I like the Ramondre pick. I like our running back room. This is This is going to be a different team for us is what yeah. it's shaping up to be. Then we know draft. Just on Dak, I I I feel like he's pretty undervalued. I think yeah. it's a little bit of the playoff issue, mm-hmm. and like maybe just like boredom, like like bored of the Cowboys. Like I mean, they're losing Tony Pollard, but like nothing's really going to change on their offense. Dak, we've been drafting Dak for years now, and like, but the he was like straight up awesome last year in, in real life in the regular Mm -hmm. season and in fantasy in the regular season, he was really good. Like he was Jordan love who I also like Justin Fields, who I also like, like all these guys in this area, Kyler Murray going right here. All of those guys need to take a big step forward to reach the levels that Dak just played at last year. If Dak maintains what he did last year, he's going to be the best quarterback in this tier from a fantasy perspective. Does he do that? I don't know. Like, you know, that that's he's not getting upgrades really on his offense, probably, probably downgrades. So, like, there's of course concerns. He's not really a runner anymore. So, like, I get that, but he's on one of the best offenses in the NFL. He's in his prime. It's not like he's 40. You know, he's totally in his prime, probably playing the best he's ever played. They're aggressive. 
They throw a ton on offense. Like if anything, he ran bad last year because their defense scored two touchdowns every t- every game for the first like six weeks of the season, and he didn't get to throw in the fourth quarter. Like I, I don't know. I just feel like this is one of those where the market is just like maybe bored of this guy or bored of this offense, and uh, so we're we're not really giving him the credit that he he's due. Like I don't know, and it like we're drafting. Jordan love here because we're expecting him to keep getting better. But like, that's a, it's, it's, it's hard. He was really good down the stretch and he's got to take a leap from that to reach what Dak did. Yeah, I I completely agree. So might end up with more Dak than expected this year. It's places are going to move, but when he's going after Joe Burrow, who I like a lot still Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and right next to Justin Fields and Kyler Murray, we, we know what that team's good at. We know CD's good. I know I'm talking about fading CD. It's not like I want to like completely, but I'm just looking at other things. So I think Dak is a is a viable candidate to take in this range at a decent clip. Jacoby like Myers in the eighth. I like, I like Ferguson. Yeah, I kind of like Jacob. I'm I actually like Jacoby Myers a good clip, but the eight were it's getting Getting a little rich, getting a little rich for for somebody, and he's a good football player. But like Jesus, eighty eighth overall. I think that was a that's a great uh, perfect segue into Aditya says uh, uh, going to flood this team with the rookie wide receivers because sorry, clicking around can't get any wide receivers in here. Let me tell you, we tried in the first three picks to to make it a less wide receiver savage room, but uh, not happening. Everybody's still gobbling up all the wide receivers. So we're coming back up on the clock here. We do see Jordan Love on board. We see Brock Purdy there as well. We have Ayuk, although, you know, the Ayuk thing, yeah, we don't know if he's 100% going to be on the 49ers. uh, He's a huge favorite to be back. Um, I'm down for either of those two quarterbacks. I think I prefer Love, but... um, Yeah, let's do Love and see what we can build. I mean, (laughs) Green Bay has like seven wide receivers, so there's plenty of stacking options. I do like taking love here because as we saw uh, BSP who does have a, does not have a quarterback to Christian Watson. So I don't think he was coming back to us. If we, if we Dobbs Watson and Reed are gone. Uh, I don't even know what Wix. I don't even know what Wix ADP is. We, We can gander and take a look. But we see two ago. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but the chat is loving <laughs> what uh, even flow drafting in the 12 spot. Most of the comments that nobody's watching us. They're just wa- waiting for <laughs> even flows picks at the turn every time. But this is the thing with the, the double elite quarterback that we talked about last year is the people that are doing it other than me. That's like me. <laughs> like painting myself as like a best ball Jesus, but it's (laughs) when you watch them do it, they never do it. Right. Right. Like, like that's, Mm -hmm. that's the thing. That's why I think it's, it's pretty advantageous to do. Is there anyone up? Can you look up Wix? I just want to make like, see if, because if he's not going to come back to us, even if it's a reach. He's 131. Okay. Um, We should probably wait, but you want to take Jamison Williams for a boom bust guy. Yeah, let's do that. And a good offense. Let's do that. That sounds fun. We haven't had a lot of, and Brock Bowers is pretty fun and pulling up Bijan, but the rest of it was like good picks, but like Mm -hmm. not like, you know, it wasn't making it move over here. JMO, JMO, that makes it move. (laughs) 
makes it move quite a little bit. Let's take a look at this 12 spot team just for now, since everyone's yeah, got the people are loving it. <laughs> All right. So they went AJ Brown or she rice, as we talked about earlier with Jalen hurts and Patrick Mahomes. They go Kittle at tight end, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, Jake Ferguson. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Scroll back up. Scroll back up one more time. So there's the two wide receivers to start, two quarterbacks, two tight ends, two, two running, running backs. backs. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, it's not two tight ends in a row, but I thought that's what it was at first. No, um, it's not. They, I mean, two running backs, maybe. Joe Mixon's one of the two. We we don't know what he's going to be this year. We don't know what Josh Jacobs is going to be either. We don't, uh, I mean, I don't love either of them, to be perfectly no. honest. But this, this is why I like to do the double elite quarterback, quarterback stuff because – when I mix in five to 10 of these teams in 150 batch of teams, I know how I'm drafting them is just not the standard for other people. I think the smart drafters aren't doing it. So I think if you're drafting it smartly, it just gives you such a, a an edge versus the other ones that are doing it. So, yep. I love that. Um, we got a piece coming out from Billy who was in the chat um, earlier where he broke down some of that from a zero RB perspective, where this is not surprising to, to anyone, but <clears throat> when people draft zero, so you mentioned you uh, uh, making yourself out to be a, a best ball Jesus. Now I'm going to, so <laughs> uh, everyone's going to, everyone's going to turn the, turn the stream off. But in my opinion, there's a lot of, you know, people screw it up too. all that kind of, all those typical caveats. There's a lot of sharp drafters who are, who will draft zero running back. Right or at least willing to, to consider it sometimes. But then the problem is all those air quotes, sharp drafters do the unsharp thing and draft all the same players on the same structure of team, right? So Jalen Warren is drafted in 8% of drafts, but he was on like 21% of zero running back teams because all of us get to the 10th round or whatever. And we have one running back and you're like, Oh, we like Jalen Warren. So let's toss them on here. And yeah. like a quarter of the zero running back teams out of 500,000 teams, there's 500,000 teams in the tournament. 25% of the zero running back teams have Jalen Warren on it. It's like you're drafting all the same players within this, the same structure that you think is an edge. I'm not saying don't draft Jalen Warren on zero running back teams. I'm just saying like, be thoughtful about that, right? Like be thoughtful. You can, there's no reason you can't take double elite quarterback. It's not my preferred strategy, but I can understand why someone would do it. But now take it and do it in a smart way. Don't do it. No offense, even flow. Uh, we'll see. You still got a few more rounds. Eventually you might want to take a wide receiver. Just my opinion. But, you know, you then take that strategy that maybe you think is an edge, right? Maybe mm -hmm. you think double elite quarterback or you think zero running back is an edge, but now don't do it the same as everybody else, right? Don't draft the right. robust running back team the same as every other robust running back team with fucking Jacoby Myers and, you know, Van Jefferson and all those guys on there. Now do it like a zero RB bro would do and draft your zero RB teams. Maybe with, you know, don't take the same zero RB bro running backs on that team. Don't take the exact same combinations of players. So, um, Biff Tannen heard us talking shit about his Jacoby Myers pick and moves Dontavian Wicks up 20 of spots. Course. Of course. <laughs> so that we can't get him. Uh, we are going to be back up on the clock here in a second. Oh, this is an all right spot, though. Is anyone jumping out yeah, to of course, you? Chase Brown jumped out, but um, <clears throat> Chase Brown. We got Roshan. We got Zamir. If you wanted to go the running back route. We could grab Jared Goff here. We did grab J-Mo. 
if that's something or I'm if you like Jaden either, Daniels. I'm actually comfortable with either of those quarterbacks. Yeah, I like Daniels a lot. I haven't really taken golf, so I'm down for either of those. Uh, let's go Daniels since we have McLaurin and there's a potential hope for yeah. And, uh, and Ramondre, uh, it's possible he lands he lands on the Patriots, uh, Daniel. Yeah. So we got two we got two outs to a Daniel stack, and now um, probably Tucker Craft. If we want to stack, uh, I, I'm I'm Craft over Musgrave. The market is Musgrave over Craft, um, but I would be whatever I'd be open to those or like a a Bo Melton would be mm. if we you know we don't have to force it, but I'm just thinking through a Packer stack if we wanted to do it since we're, we're kind of covered on Jaden Daniels, but if we wanted to stack up Jordan love, it's probably those guys. Okay. I mean, if we wanted to go with the tight end of God, this thing is underdog is not cooperating with me right now <laughs> with Musgrave. That would have to be now. Let's so, wait. Then. Is there Let's pick one of these running backs? You like Zamir? You like Roshan? Um, let's do Roshan. We we might have done Roshan last time, but I have, I just have so much Zamir. I like Roshan. I, I like I, Roshan. I, I have a, I like all these running backs right here. Generally, is um my my take Devin Singletary a, a little less, but also like they're they're all very similar in that <clears throat> they are currently at the top of a depth chart or like. You can tell yourself how they how they could be at the top of the depth. Now, Devin Singletary has to sign somewhere, right? Zamir needs to avoid Josh Jacobs coming back. Ty Chandler needs to avoid a running back coming back. <clears throat> they all have concerns. They all have the aren't you worried disease. But if, right, like if that worry doesn't come to fruition, you're getting guys who, like, look where Ty J Spears goes, right? Like 60 over, 60th overall or something like that. These guys will be there come May if, things break their way. Now it could obviously break against them, but that's like, that's why we're getting them in the one twenties. And I, I I'm, I'm investing in this whole range of the draft of, of those running backs. I'm going to have chat help us out here real quick. I'm flirting with new layouts. And as you can see, we're on the left side of the screen, but I want to know if you guys like us better over here on the right side of the screen. So let us know in the chat which looks better. I, we get to be a little larger on the right. You get to really see how strong and how tan I am when I'm on this side of the of the screen. So it just it just got the nice weather. So you're gonna have to give me a few weeks before uh, <laughs> my pasty my pasty self. Uh, oh look at this left, <laughs> right, right. The next comment's gonna be left middle middle. Dmax is middle. <laughs> Um, we'll see. That's funny. Put me on one side and put you and put you on the other. I think that would throw me off. Yeah, that would be very unesthetically pleasing. Go back to the left because we can't see even flows. We can see even flow. He's right there. You can you can see that beautiful DeAndre Swift and Chuba Hubbard picks that he made in the last round. It's right there, (laughs) guys. That's really good. Um, there were some some questions I did just want to while we're got a few more picks before we come back on Rabona. Sorry if I botched your name. Rabona, Rabana says, uh, who is the must-get running back in this draft class? Uh, I assume rookies, in in your opinion. Um, I'll take the easy, low-hanging fruit and go with Jonathan Brooks because he's the best running back in this class. But I also think he's the best running back to draft right now from this rookie class in this 
tournament and it may be also uh in may and over the summer but because in my opinion he's very clearly the rb1 in this class would Mm -hmm. would be going like way higher but he tore his acl uh you know two-thirds of the way through the season at texas and so the whole market is worried about that acl injury and so we're getting the clear standout like workhorse profile just a really, really good running back. He's not Bijan or anything, but he went to the same school as Bijan. I think he would be, you know, a seventh round pick right now if he was healthy, sixth round pick right now if he was healthy. But we're getting like nothing but positive news. Just today, we got a new one that like he's ready. He should be good to go by training camp. He's feeling good. He's not working out at the combine, but he's going to be there. And so um, at this price, He's the best running back in the rookie class, and we don't need him to be awesome the first month, month and right. a half of the season. Right. We like, we can let him work his way up to to full health, and we're getting him at pick one twenty five or whatever. And so it's kind of easy, like take the best guy because he's super cheap and he's still really good. All right, we're coming back on the clock. I think there's close to an obvious pick here for us if we wanted to go for it. I mean, nothing's obvious in the twelfth round, to be completely fair, but. But there's a there's a good way to go here. Let's see what Huron yeah, River got some options. Got some good options. See Drake Drake May available here is why it is a little tough for me to pull the trigger on. Uh, I do like Daniels, but like a guy like Golf and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool with Musgrave. We just grab Musgrave here, get at least one Green Bay stack. Yeah, um, and then we're gonna be back up on the clock in a second. So let's kind of look at some stuff here. Quinton Johnson. Somehow, 13th round after oh, last year. I think I, have him, <laughs> I think I have him ranked at like, I had, to, I had to push him up just so I didn't look like a total asshole. And I think I have him like 210th or something, something like that in the rankings. Yes. Um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. That's great. For the audio folks, Tanner says, uh, everybody bookmark this stream for when Evenflow, Evenflow wins the big board. I agree. Absolutely. All right. So, is anybody standing out to you? We're at a two, three, five, two right now. We're not like obligated to take any draft position. I think we're really strong everywhere. Yeah, it's one of the running backs for me. Um, I think we should take Corum on this team, but I'm not opposed to double tapping the Bears guys. Actually, mm. if you want, if you wanted to do that, it's something I haven't done yet, but I'm open to it. I do just think Corum's a better fit on this team, but I'm open to Herbert. Let's go. God, I kind of like that idea. We'll go Corum, but I think this team in particular is a great team to do the double tap of Chicago with, with Bijan and Ramondre already. I I don't hate it. It would have, it would have been fine by my books for sure. Well, luckily we got a, we got a little bit of time to draft a few more teams before the season starts. So we can, we can try the double bears thing, you know, in the, Mm next six months yeah (laughs) for sure we we got some time all right do you like left or do you like right um i I don't know and now i'm kind of digging the the right you want to talk about it's it's very very different we're a Um, little we're a little larger when we're on the right yeah i do like that uh i am just gonna hit some of these comments fantasy dog says i don't like quorum i don't like quorum either but uh, guess what? He's a rookie running back. His college coach is now the coach of the Chargers. And I'm going to draft some for the inevitable running back that I don't like ends up the workhorse on the Chargers. It just is what it is. Like, I totally get it if you don't want to draft them. I don't really like 
I don't really like uh, Corum as a like individually as a prospect as a player. I'm not really a fan, but he's a rookie running back. He's probably going to get real draft capital, and uh, th- he has this very peculiar situation where the Chargers don't have any NFL running backs on their team, and they have a new coach, and it was his college coach uh, who they just won a national freaking championship together. It's like. Uh, I'm just going to take my 8% or whatever of Blake Corum. He lands on the Chargers. Great. You know, if it goes bad, so what? He's a, we took him in the 13th round. You know, I think it'll be, it'll be all right. Yeah. I, I am really team. interested to look at this even flow team when it's done. I, I like, I, 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 I sort of like, like the madness. I sort of like I, the madness. I kind of, I kind of like it. We're yeah. definitely going to run it down. But that is exactly what we talked about with taking, a unique structure that sharper drafters are yeah. not willing to do and then drafting within the sharp framework that they're mm-hmm. doing that they're doing with it it's it's like you want to talk about how many times do you think that this combination of some of these players that he has have been drafted together like a mahomes and hurts has never drafted together we right. we know that aj brown and rice is probably not drafted together and then you combine all these rookie wide receivers that he has with like joe fucking mixon like the yeah. people who the people who take lad mcconkey don't draft joe yeah <laughs> draft joe mixon that's stepping outside the comfort zone it looked funny at first we we laughed a little bit and now we're looking at it and we're like you know what i don't like mixon i don't like josh jacobs i i'm partial to deandre swift here and there chuba's whatever but now when he's putting it all in the pot his pot is much different this is this is a different recipe book that he's i that like he's it feeling out of. I, I still can't like stomach the double elite uh quarterback thing but I want to I want to try something like what he's doing for sure. Even flow. Uh, if you're watching this, um, you know, and you you want to hop in the Spike Week Discord and teach us your ways, uh, come on over and let us know. Yeah, I like the recovery. I like I like the. It was clearly thought out, is what I will say. Exactly. It didn't feel like it at first, but that's that's what makes it gene almost. There was a plan. Right? Yeah, there, there was, was a, plan. a plan. Yeah, I love it. All right, we're coming back up on the clock here. This is where it gets gross. Round 14. This is where the draft feels like it takes 30 years to get through. Yeah, exactly. Because it's disgusting. Anyone standing out to you? No, I hate them all. All pretty gross. We probably should take a wide receiver. Do you want to take Leggett? I know you're not. Yeah, I hate him, but we can take him. He's a rookie. He ain't going to make it back. And we could probably use some kind of a uh, rookie swing. Yeah, I don't. I, AJ, AJ said his team's auto drafting no plan. I don't. Uh, that, he's I don't believe fun- that. He's got some funky rankings. Then if he's auto drafting, because that that ain't that it ain't that. You don't take that many rookie wide receivers in a row in a row auto drafting. But and what rank? Sure. What rankings give you both those quarter? What rankings give you AJ yeah. Brown and Rashi Rice at the two three or the one two turn? Yeah, I could be wrong. But yeah, either way, even if it's auto drafting, he like set forth his rankings that match this plan. Yeah, let's look at some wide receivers. I don't care if we pull people up at this point. Um, just throw some names you like. Oh, oh, can we just take my guy? He ain't coming back either. Malik. Malik. Yeah, it's been a minute. His ADP keeps skyrocketing, and every time I do a draft, he doesn't fall to the ADP. So I haven't been, getting, I haven't been getting him. So it feels nice. But we've been talking we've been talking about this range for the last year, I think, where at least the last six months where we've decided that 
once you get to this point in the draft, draft who you want, pull up yep. who you want, um, get those unique combinations. Let's try to take the shots on those guys rather than take, I don't know, let's look at the board real quick, a, a Josh Palmer, right? Like, yeah. what does Josh Palmer do for you this year? Like Elijah oh, Moore, look at all of them. Yeah, Josh Palmer, Elijah, Elijah Moore, Moore, Curtis Samuel, Zay. Curtis Samuel, like maybe Curtis Samuel and Zay. I think uh, we could like make a case for those guys. But like, uh, so where was the the comment? Like Shuby said, Ray Davis at one sixty seven. You know, we we jumped jumped the shark. I see. I would disagree. So like, look where uh, when we get past round thirteen, you get into round fourteen, which is where Ray Davis went now at pick one sixty seven. You tell me which guy, you know, which area of this part of the draft anyone is so substantially better than anybody else, right? Ray Davis, Xavier Leggett, Malachi Corley, Jalen Wright, Marshawn Lloyd, Wandale Robinson, Demario fucking Douglas, like Pop <laughs> Douglas, like yeah. Jalen Polk, Marvin Mims, Marvin Mims. Like which one of these guys like is like, oh, we can't take Ray Davis over him. You know what I mean? We can't take Malik Washington over him. I think – like what there is there it there is a point right where I do think I would I don't know Khalil Herbert maybe right somebody Michael Mayer like somewhere around there where I would say yeah I don't know that we should take those guys over them but once that cliff happens once we've we've fallen over that cliff or jumped over that cliff however you want to call it it's like dude rounds 14 through 20 who gives a shit take your guys it doesn't matter get some funky combinations set up stacks set up your rookies you know, especially you're wearing this even flow draft. He's drafted like seven rookie wide receivers in a row. <laughs> if you want one of them, you better take them. So I, I think all of that is more important than whether you take Ray Davis at 167 or 187. Like, I, I don't care. I it, it doesn't matter to me. God, especially with a team like we have where we're, we're really strong. Like you said, it's almost boring strong because it's all guys that are really good players. They may not be the most fun, quote unquote. But let's take let's take that upside risk on every other on every position going forward because we're we're anchored well everywhere. So just give us these these guys that can frankly hit or miss, and we don't and we don't care either way if we're drafting enough teams that way. Yep, one hundred percent. The question is, who is CMC's backup? Uh, Eli Mitchell uh, is uh, CMC's <clears throat> backup, and I think he's a he's a great pick in these drafts. I think you see a lot of um, and I do this too, but drafting a bunch of the rookies, drafting shiny new toy stuff. Cause I do think you should draft a lot of rookies. I'm adamant about that. Cause that's where I think the winners from this tournament are generally going to come from, or like big hits, right. Are going to come, come from the rookies, but that often then the Eli Mitchell's, the backup running backs end up like falling a little bit because it's like, I know he's a backup week one. Like, like, I can tell myself a story about Ray Davis, right? He could be anything, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he could even be a backup. Like he could be anything as a running back. So we can say, Oh yeah, but he has that ceiling. It's like Eli Mitchell has that ceiling too. He just needs an injury to access it as opposed to like a great landing spot. We're coming back up on the clock here. We have a two, four, seven, two build at the moment. Um, God. Good it's God. pretty gross. Do we want to look at, <laughs> The first wide receiver is so far down the board, and it's Jonathan Mingo. <laughs> Any running back running standing backs, out? Running back's not better. Go to wide receiver. Let's check the wide receiver. Oh, uh, 
Javon, I think Javon Baker would be my favorite rookie here. I'm Brendan Rice is a fine rookie as well. I still think there's some rookie wide receivers to dip our toes in here. I really like Javon Baker. All right, we'll take Baker here. Um, if Rice comes back to us, maybe we'll Fun go. Fun fact Javon Baker uh was not as productive, but uh uh the in sort of inverse of uh, of a uh, Jamison Williams, Jamison Williams uh transfers to Alabama and Javon Baker transfers out of Alabama, but was a big time recruit. Uh Jamo went to Ohio State and was blocked by by that trio of old uh, JSN, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave. So he just goes, Oh, I'm gonna go to fucking Alabama because they have worse wide receiver than Ohio State does. <laughs> Javon Baker, but Javon Baker leaves Alabama because all the Alabama guys are there, goes to UCF and uh particularly popped off uh not this past year but the year before, but he's still quite good. Uh, this year and uh, I, I think he's a guy who uh, we should be definitely investing in late so Brennan Rice just goes right Worst. before us Burton speaking of Alabama Jermaine Burton is went to Alabama actually went to Alabama and stayed at Alabama another rookie uh, that I do like a little bit not like a ton but Corrine likes him a good clip I'm just trying to cycle through these rookies here yeah, late. Well, let's grab them get our ninth wide receiver Still have three picks left. We can hammer some. Burton is also uh, a Baker as well. These guys are um, their best skill set is down the field, uh, home run hitting type, you know, deep ball type guys, which mm-hmm. is kind of a nice, not fail safe, but it's like <clears throat> so long as they don't go in like the seventh round or the sixth round or something like that, if they can go in the first handful of rounds, you're like, you always have outs to like the Tyquan Thornton rookie season where it's like, he sucked, right? He sucks. Tyquan Thornton is bad at football. And like Jermaine Burton might be bad at football, but just like if you can get yourself out onto the field and be the home run hitter, like in best ball, like I don't give a shit if you suck. If they play you and you can catch a long touchdown, like I can be right, even though I was wrong that you were, you know, like a good NFL player. I like to have that, you know, in my bag. Just like, it's just a small little, a feather in a, a, the cap of a guy like that. But uh, Taekwon Thornton always stands out to me where it's like, you know, he got the draft capital and he's a down the field player of, you know, a burner. So like you can be right, even though you're wrong about those kind of picks, but like you can't be right uh, uh, about Josh Palmer or whatever. If you're wrong, you know what I mean? If you're wrong, you can't be right uh, t- in two different ways about those veteran guys. Yeah. Josh, Josh Palmer just feels like, the quintessential guy that people are drafting because they know his name in that range. And I, I liked him more. He was better the last two years than I think people give. I think people are like lumping him in with like Van Jefferson and he was much better than, than uh, someone like a Van Jefferson, but that was the old regime. And now, you know, now he's on this Greg Roman offense. And so I was initially a little actually above market on Josh Palmer because mm-hmm. QJ sucks and they don't really have any way to Mike Williams is going to be gone. They don't have any real way to upgrade the wide receiver. So he's going to play probably, but like now like Greg Roman, like he's not good enough for me to care in that offense. I don't think is the problem. Yeah. And we see Evenflow grabbing Cody Schrader here. This motherfucker. He is on all the guys that I like here. Yeah, he's he's crushing. He went old dusty Arby's with the young wide receivers. 
to offset the normal zero RB builds that people do with his double elite quarterback and theoretically double elite tight end. And it's just a whole different team. Jesus Christ. Another rookie wide receiver. This is awesome. I love it. Getting scrolled on our own stream. We need to close up shop here. Get this shit over with. (laughs) Well, as you know, when you're drafting 20 rounds on underdog, you're never allowed to leave the stream. It will just continue on and on and on and on. So yeah, standard fare here. Hope nobody has a bedtime or nobody wants to watch the bachelor because then you're going to have to wait a while. Or nobody has to edit an eight minute video and also watch (laughs) a movie before. (laughs) Midnight. Ah, good times. Love it. Uh, there's a, What do you think about that? Um, uh, Fantasy Dog brings up uh, Demarcus Robinson because he did re-sign with the Rams. He kind of popped. You know, he he isn't Van Jefferson. He's not amazing, but he was quite good uh, from a, even from a fantasy perspective as the wide receiver three for the Rams mm-hmm. down the stretch, and then they brought him back. What do you think about a guy like that, right? As opposed, you know, uh, compared to a, a Palmer or, you know, these dusty veterans. Um, I think Demarcus Robinson is somebody that I should probably move up a little bit just to like draftable range in the rankings. Yeah, he might be fine here and there, but he also feels like that veteran that had that stretch and then you just never hear from again, even though he's back with the Rams. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm not saying that he's easily replaceable. Him. He's easily replaceable. Yeah. Yeah. So like maybe I'll sprinkle him in here and there, but I don't think this is the draft to be doing it at least right now. Yeah. Right. I, I think you just, I think in the range he's going, it is you shoot for straight upside and yeah. he might be a better best ball mania pick than he is yeah. a big board pick because the that's the thing in from we talked about that like round 14 on there's so many draftable guys but a lot of these guys are going to become zeros because they're going to be like sixth round picks or whatever but some of them are going to be second round picks and that's you know and even if they're not right maybe they're a fifth round pick but they become puka you know like we're we want those guys but in bbm it's going to be a much thinner late round pool so those guys do become a little bit more viable you know We'll have week 17 games. You know, we'll have that all that conversation again. We'll have Ram stacks, et cetera. Um, yeah, I like Izzy. I like Rivers. Again, my, my same Ronnie Rivers is at the bottom there. I like those two guys. Let's take a Benacanda yeah. first and then see what comes back to us here for our fifth running back. What else? Can you just scroll down uh, running back a, a, a little bit again? You know Stay. I can. It's it's great. It's so bad. Um, I'm gonna pitch you on. Oh, I have an interesting thought, but I want to hear your okay. pitch. Okay, I want to pitch. Uh, we like the Packers. We have a Packers stack. Uh, old Dustball AJ Dillon uh, ain't a thing anymore, mm-hmm. and Aaron Jones ain't exactly a picture of health. They may bring somebody in as another wide receiver. Yeah, but that's the guy, and uh, I'm quite embarrassed because I have him way so way ahead of adp in the rankings and i haven't taken him very much because i take like a banacanda and stuff so much i think emmanuel wilson is an awesome pick yeah in this, that's, this where was, that's where i was that's where i was reeks he reeks of jerome ford to me of last year where it's like he didn't really do anything as a rookie but it feels like like the team liked him very mm-hmm. much liked him he feels like they're just like yeah we'll just like and why would we invest our resources in the running back position we got emmanuel wilson to back up aaron jones 
you know, draft another seventh rounder or something like that to be the, the, the third stringer and invest our resources in the defense, because that's where we need actually need the help. You know what I mean? Like they could be awesome if they invest all their money, you know, in defense and offensive line, whatever. And Emmanuel Wilson is just the Jerome Ford of this year. Like ho-hum, you know, this young running back is the backup to a really valuable backfield spot. And he doesn't even get picked in the, right. That's why do I have so much Ronnie rivers? Why do I have so much Abana Kanda? It's like, they're probably the backups in really, really valuable backfields. But Emmanuel Wilson is that exact same thing. Like uh, I, he's he's an awesome pick. It just so just so happens that we took the Packers, and it remind luckily you know that uh, it reminded me of that. But I think he's a great pick in the big board. But that also shows you how even though you like somebody, you're trying to hit all these different things and drafts. You're gonna develop blind spots to players. So. Hopefully that's one of these things that not just for you, but for myself too, where I'm like, oh, I didn't draft Jordan Love with this team, but I can still get Emmanuel Wilson to to get a player that I like here that's a little un- underwhelming in his ADP in general. He's where I was going too. So you just you laid out what I was gonna lay out, but probably a bit better than I was gonna. So um I like it. Yeah, for sure. Tanner says the Packers seem to be like I, I would be stunned if the Packers spent a high, a high draft pick on a, on a running back stunned is not the right word, but like, I mean, how, how high are, are we, we talking about? Like, I don't know, I, but that like people say that all the time. Right. And then and like, are, are they going to spend a second round pick on a guy who's going to get like three touches a game while Aaron Jones is, is the guy when they already like Emmanuel Wilson was working in over AJ Dillon last year by the end of the season. Cause AJ Dillon was so bad that like, it's possible of course. Right. But that's why he's a last round pick. If it was impossible for them to draft another running back, he'd be going five rounds earlier than this mm-hmm. at least. Right. We got backup running backs going well ahead. And so it's just one of those, like, could he be zero? Yes. Welcome to the 19th round of a February <laughs> of a February fantasy football draft. Most of these guys are probably going to be zeros, but there's a handful of them that I think are a little bit better bets, right? And it's a lot of these backup running backs. Abanacanda, Rivers, Emmanuel Wilson, you know, those kind of guys I think are, are awesome picks. I would say most of them probably turn into nothing, but it doesn't like you. You're not drafting to be right. Most often you're drafting to be right about that one team when it comes together and you ship this whole thing. And that's all we really care about. Absolutely. Uh, let's give a round of applause to even flow for absolutely sticking to a game plan. Anthony Gould. <laughs> we got deep into the rookie wide receivers. <laughs> Went real deep, took 10 wide receivers, Eight of them, I believe, are rookie wide receivers. I don't know. Maybe I go with one more running back on this team that he drafted. We'll go over it in a bit. But uh, I like it. Yeah, I don't hate it. It's fine. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson goes in the 19th. Derek Carr goes in the 20th. Still ahead of Derek Carr. (laughs) Still ahead. Russell Wilson may not be in the NFL. Slight exaggeration. But uh, still going ahead of Derek Carr. That's how bad he is. Yeah. Not. Not looking good for Derek Carr. God, what's he? He's got to be in his 10th to 12th year now. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I just looked at, I should remember, he's 32. Mm. He's, he's 32. I, so it's actually 10. younger than I thought he should, that, than I thought 10 he years. Would be. Yeah, I thought he, I thought maybe he might be older. So kudos to him for being <laughs> younger than I thought. 
and he has made a lot of money for the like imagine being in the you know now granted he's in the high percentile of like all quarterbacks in the on the planet so that's why he he makes this much money but imagine doing doing this obscure job right there's only 32 of your job and being one of the worst of the 32 and making like he's going to make like a 500 million dollars in his career or something like that it's nuts do we want to look at running backs here? Do we want to look at wide out? Uh, can you, uh, Willie Isaiah Williams? Is he still around at wide receiver? Oh, yes. there we go. oh my god! Oh, the dogs like, like it. We got to make like the pick. It. We'll make the pick of Isaiah Williams. That's going to do it for this team. A two six ten two build. Let's go over it. We went Jordan Love, Jaden Daniels for our quarterbacks. Bijan, we pulled up to the three spot. Ramondre, Roshan Johnson, Blake Corum, Abanacanda. Sorry, guys. Of course, the gods over at over at um, Underdog like to just <laughs> kick you out of the draft. So it was Abanacanda, Emmanuel Wilson for the RBs. Wide receivers are Ayuk, DK Metcalf, Zay Flowers, McLaurin, JMO, Xavier Leggett, Malik Washington. Javon Baker, Jermaine Burton, Isaiah Williams, tight end Brock Bowers, and Luke Musgrave. Kind of dope. Kind of dope. And My dogs you... are howling. My dogs are just, I don't know what is happening. I don't know if there's siren. You know, I can't hear anything. I don't know if there's sirens or whatever, but they're singing uh, uh, quite a lot right now. I I like I like this team. I think this was a tough draft room. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we thought it was going to be a, a little bit easier of a draft room, especially the way you know the twelve spot started, the way <clears throat> running backs went off the boards a little heavier at at first. But I thought it, we did a good job. Uh, what I really particularly liked was we mixed and matched through some of the players that we really liked, while also being open to some different things. Like I don't particularly like Luke Musgrave, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have a place on certain teams. Um. I thought we did a good job picking around the turn of spotting the right guy to take first or the right guy to like, he's not going to come back. Let's just take him. And those little things don't sound like as fun of a deal as pounding the table for your favorite player or whatever. But all that little stuff is actually over the course of, you know, you do 20, 50, 150 drafts in, in the big board, certainly over the summer, all that kind of stuff. I think, you know, structurally everything was sound, the exact probably amount of rookies I want to take on here, right? Blend of players, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think was, was really well done. Um, and I've drafted some teams that I don't think are really well done in the big board. Uh, so I, I can see both sides of it. And like I said, in a tough room, especially, I think all the people in here that were in this room are good. Even the 12 spot who we thought was going to be bad turned out really good and made it tougher on us. So um that's 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 like half the battle is still drafting a good team even maybe when the room isn't giving you what you want all right i agree let's go to the four spot they're asking for their team to look at we'll each go 30 seconds or left after i read out the team we they went they have cj stroud Dak prescott at quarterback isaiah pacheco james connor chase brown khalil herbert kenneth walker dylan lobb at running back cd lamb nico collins tank dell Brian Thomas, Gabe Davis, Malachi Corley, Trey Palmer, Tyler Boyd, Taj Washington. Tight end is Kyle Pitts, Dalton Schultz, Hunter Henry. 30 seconds or less, what stands out to you about this team? Just a couple of guys I don't think fit. 
the rest looks good. I think the Houston stack looks good. The mm-hmm. Dallas stack looks good. I'm cool with pretty much all those running backs. I don't know if you auto pick Tyler Boyd, but I would not be <laughs> drafting. I wouldn't be drafting Tyler yeah. Boyd at all, okay. but I also don't think it's a great fit on, on this team, but that's, I mean, if we're splitting hairs on your 19th or whatever, you know, whatever pick Tyler yeah, Boyd pick is, there's, yeah, yeah, there's worse, there's worse things. I think my initial thought at the team overall is I don't think it's a bad team by any means. I think I personally still have Houston Texans sticker shock. So just looking at the Houston Texans build, you had to go Stroud at the 52 pick and Nico and Tank Dell were the 21st and 28th pick overall. So just the the investment of Houston feels like a lot of money to invest, not even just in Houston, but in any team. And some teams it's easier to to feel better about it, but it's, I, I think it's a tough investment. I think maybe I'll get over it. Maybe I won't. I think I personally like to do a solo stack of Nico or tank and then maybe somebody later, but that's where I'm at with that team right now. And a lot of teams to be honest. So, yeah. Uh, and Jason adds, he's hoping for, so what I would say is, um, Boyd is a free agent, so he's not going to get traded uh, to Kansas city, but it, it's certainly possible that, you know, they, they've done this bargain hunting thing. We've talked about it a lot. I, I talk about it every time I talk about the chiefs, they do this money ball approach to wide receiver. So I, I, I don't, if that's your thing, um, I don't, I, I don't have, I don't have a problem with that, but I would, I, you don't have to draft him on Patrick Mahomes teams or chiefs teams. You do have Isaiah Pacheco, I believe on the team. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Brian Thomas could land there too. So I, I think it's totally fine. I'd probably prefer it on a Mahomes team. If that's your, that's kind of your take to just like double, right. If you're right about that, let's, let's, let's shove all our chips in when we really have that big edge and we hit on that, that big edge. Uh, let's hit the, Aditya says, uh, uh, hey, thank you. Love your content. Not a lot of people love four-hour podcasts. Uh, me and Aditya, I think, are the and Pat are the <laughs> only three people out there that enjoy the, uh, 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 just a handful of four-hour uh, podcasts. But drafted from the 101. So has a, a Christian McCaffrey team that uh, would love a quick, quick review. So let's check that one out. So the 101 is Bandito Sanchez here. He went Anthony Richardson, Tua, Will Levis, Christian McCaffrey, Ty J. Spears, David Montgomery, Trey Benson, Audric Estime, Will Shipley. Wide receivers are Michael Pittman, Jalen Waddell, Josh Downs, Rashid Shahid, Adam Thielen, Traylon Burks, Alec Pierce, Marcus. Rosemary Jackson. Yeah, we got deep in the rookies in this draft. Holy cow. Trey McBride, Chig, and Jelani Woods. My initial thoughts is I'm never overstacking the Col- I'm never always stacking any team to this extent, and I 100% am not doing it with the Colts. I understand you're definitely going to theoretically hit on one of these guys, but I just think you're, uh, especially with a quarterback like Richardson, it's too much where a lot of his fantasy value is coming from rushing for touchdowns as yeah. well. Like you're just giving up too much when you're drafting all of them. And I know they're not, they're not all expensive. Like Michael Pittman's the most expensive, right. Of all these guys. And there's a chance he's not back in Indy, but like, even if you take him out of the equation, you still got three other stacks with the Indy situation. It's just too much for me. 
personally. Yeah, it is a little bit um, too much for me as well. Also, I have a sneeze coming. I apologize. You, you, you know, like I think that's my uh, biggest takeaway of, of this team is that the moment you started reading it off, I started getting that sensation in my nose, like a sneeze mm-hmm. is a is about to come. But I really think it's like very close and it was just a little a little too far on the Colts thing but it's not just that a little too far on the Colts thing plus three quarterbacks three quarterbacks, plus three yeah. tight ends plus your first round pick is a is a, a running back which is fine I don't have a problem with that but it is like the wide receivers and especially in this room you probably felt it that's why you have Rosemi Jack Saint on here the you know the the uh an ancillary Georgia wide receiver because the room punished you for you weren't even like that light on wide receiver, you know, Pittman and Waddle, but then mm-hmm. went pretty light on wide receiver to go get your stacks, get tight ends, right? Get those mid-round running backs. And the yep. next thing you know, like Adam Thielen's your wide receiver five, Traylon Burks your wide receiver six, and you have all Colts, right? And so it's like this you try like you have to try to thread that needle when you're when you're taking on a big stack and you're not drafting a ton of of wide receivers. It, I think it's just a little too thin at wide receiver. And you could argue, you could argue, all right, the thing we talked about before, the the Colts, uh, the market saying the Colts aren't going to throw enough. That That's fine. But that's like mostly a Michael Pittman issue. It's not a Jelani and Alec Pierce and Josh Downs. I yeah. think pulling in the reins a little bit on how many Colts you drafted with Anthony Richardson, or even if you want to stick to that, like I got to pull probably Will Levis off here. I got to pull Chig off here or something like that just to give me that extra firepower at wide receiver because it's just lacking the wide receiver firepower. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I think Chig or Jelani, I mean, you already have Trey McBride. He should be, I mean, hell, he's the the number one drafted tight end in in the entire – draft at this point i would only go two once i take trey for the most part i mean there's few situations two quarterbacks load up two more spots at wide receiver is probably the play so yep i agree just just quickly tanner says you know ar would have to throw 50 touchdowns to get you know value from all those i I would steer away i would caution against like that line of thinking it's kind of the uh, you know, we used to people used to argue, why does Big Ben go in the 17th round? But all the Steelers are going really high. It's like it doesn't really work out that way. They can pit right. Alec Pierce can have a big week 15, and Pittman has a big week 16, and Jelani has a big week 17, or they're all just kind of useful type of a thing. Like best ball is just weird like that. But generally speaking, yeah, I, I'm I'm on board with that. I, I think, like I said, if you want to overstack, go for it, but still be very cognizant of your overall collection of wide receiver upside that's on that team so it's kind of a one or the other do one of the two things that you did right load the quarterbacks and tight ends or load the colts i would not do both of them agreed i think that's it man we've drafted another team that's gonna win we have the first second and third or fourth place teams already in the big board which is impressive yep. I well mean, even flow even flow's got first we got the rest oh yeah we got the five. rest of the spots though so i mean i'm in i can't wait a hundred percent um quick scheduling change um tuesdays are, are a little rough particularly for for rob but um also help us spread out the calendar a little bit try I, I, i'm finalizing it follow the twitter get in the discord it's either going to be wednesdays or thursdays um but be on the lookout for that the next live draft stream so we're going to keep up those two every single week for as long as as uh, you guys will keep watching we're going to keep drafting two times a week be on the lookout for some some more video pods the things like 
the the Korean episode. Got MLB, NBA, all that kind of stuff uh, coming out. And uh, the next draft stream will be either Wednesday or Thursday. So we will see you guys then. Check out Hometown Ghost Stories tomorrow night and hop in the Discord. The conversation is absolutely nuts. It's the, I can't Everywhere. believe it's February with the amount of conversation that we're happening right now. So we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? You turn notifications on, we draft a team, boom, you know about it. We have another spicy take, boom, you know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. You want to stay up to date? That's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week. <laughs>